They're just throwing different loves at anything that triggers something. Then they start spinning up more to get a reaction to track you. Because until they learn you, you're a zebra in a flock of other zebras. They can't track you. Every time you defend, every time you oversell yourself, you're painting a target for them. Codependents tend, tend to numb. So when they feel triggers, reactions, or the burn, or cognitive dissonance, the quick way is to shut it down, to numb it, to block it. Because you're in danger. You have two different realities. Anger means you talk and you get your, you get beat. So you squash your anger, you squash your voice, you squash the burn. Because the burn is the message, right? The burn is uh, your sensation of the dissonance of things don't match. The external, the internal are different. Or there's two opposing messages in your head. Dave, that clip where you have that person saying, I watch what they do, not what they say. Oh, I think that was a member. I think that I sums watch. it up perfectly. But he's not here. I only watch. We can't use his do. clip. I don't appreciate what they say. I only watch <laughs> what they do. I don't appreciate. But you remember, Kurt. We miss Kurt. He RSVP. Why isn't he here? What? Where does the um, rationalization against the like? Let's go with anger, right? Where. It might be part of downplaying it or, or shoving it or whatever you're doing. Where does when you rationalize like someone else's behavior so that it's okay come in? Uh, that's a way of intellectually dissociating. Right. I feel like I do that all the time. Yeah. So you feel angry, judgmental, you want to react. But if you do, you don't have the speed or confidence to react properly. So then you uh, rationalize to get some distance, appear higher minded, not triggered, not emotional, blah, blah, blah. Refresher. Okay, I'm hiding behind the time timer. <laughs> So my spin is the first part of this. You said dissonance to the group, but I'm doing the opposite. I'm being playful, fun, maybe even childlike, not adult-like, but I'm using highly aggressive words. So instead of you guys numbing your burn, I am role modeling the opposite of what abusers do. So on the surface, externally, I'm disruptive, abrasive, aggressive. But the tone is playful. I get burned a lot in these meetings. Mm -hmm. 
And I laugh at it. I laugh at myself because I feel the burn and I know what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, I, I must be. You get to feel the burn. Yeah, but you I get feel, to it feel it in a playful community. Absolutely. You don't feel like you're going get socially exiled. Yeah. You might get judged, but you aren't going to get banished. Mm -hmm. So that's the playful part. Now, but the I've flip been... side is what uh, I think Crystal somebody else wanted to follow. This is what cognitive dissonance normally looks like, the second half. Nice, harsh, triggering, surprising. Borderlines will do the opposite. They'll have soft, flowery, sugary, cheerleading bullshit with harsh judgment. With all this. That's the aggression and the shame. So the aggression has a tone of shame if you don't do the right thing of being per more perfect based on my hidden injunctions i'm shaming you i'm judging you i'm going to try to murder your character murder your reputation that's the aggressive part covered up with decency i have sugary. example words the angle of like you guys aren't perfect enough they have all the emotional tone of aggression but the words are all sugary and fluff yeah i have example words for this because i have a lot of people following me that are in this category and they usually start with i'm not being rude but blah 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 and then they will shame me for something about my physique or something that i'm doing with my bunny or they'll come out with something like um, judge, 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 but no hate. <laughs> and so well, the opener of yeah. I'm not being rude is yeah. a clue. Exactly. So that's the decent part. And then they do the opposite. And that's a cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Because you're hearing I'm safe. And mm -hmm. then they give you I'm not safe. It's the balance. It's the precision of the opposites dumped right in your face. And I used to get burned with this and I used to just like, oh, well, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But now I want them to burn me because I want to react. And I go in and I'm like, no, I burned. <laughs> that was not nice. <laughs> so I react to it now and I call them out on their shit. <laughs> okay. I need to try to figure out how to get some energy going in the whole group. So I'll escalate with uh, Jordan Peterson has a video where he listed out the playbook of female aggression, which is cognitive dissonance. And I'd argue that's one of the hardest things, social media, and the hardest thing that both male and female narcissists, borderlines, whatever, use this tactic and maybe codependents also do it because it's a verbal combat it works it's vicious and i'm trying to figure out a roadmap how to counter it let's see where is it well you go after people verbally you go after them with innuendo and gossip and reputation destruction but I mean, what
Why is my head blocking it? Oh, there it is. These are the common steps of verbal combat, verbal cognitive dissonance, innuendo, gossip, and reputation destruction. Has anyone had their reputation destroyed by a narcissist? Has anyone had them flying monkey gossip behind your back? Have they done innuendos, backhanded compliments, insinuations? Have they done the script playbook? I saw multiple hands and even a check mark emoji. <laughs> now this video, watch how the interviewer does these tactics trying to dismiss and attack Jordan and watch how he's responding to the tone and trying to keep himself from attacking back because he feels the cognitive dissonance. But he doesn't know how to counter it because he's playing fair or he thinks he wants to play fair in an interview. But the interviewer wants to destroy him, wants to catch him in some gotcha. Play. No play. People verbally. You go after them with innuendo and gossip and reputation destruction. But I mean, what is we an out-of-control woman? What is this creature? How do we know when we met one? What is an out-of-control woman? What's the tone underneath her question? Does anyone notice? Judgment. Is, How dare you say that, the, that women can never be out of control? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. There's a how dare you say it. And then there's like, oh, do they even exist? You have to prove they exist. Incredulous. Yeah. So that's the start. She's not, she's starting escalated. <laughs> now, as he relays evidence, watch how she tries to take it apart. I'm sure that you've met women in your life that, that, that acted towards you in a bullying and detestable manner. It's very difficult for women to cope with that because they don't have any real recourse. And female bullying can be unbelievably vicious. And usually that takes the shape of reputation destruction, innuendo and gossip. It's well documented. What kind of face is that? Is that trying to understand or trying to kill him? Yeah, she's coming back with her next attack. Can we so he can see face? that uh, in her body language, mm -hmm. Crystal. Cha challenge. Challenging, yeah. So he's feeling that. And uh, when you're talking to a person, especially Jordan, he reads the audience. So if the audience is tracking, he keeps up with that. This person is intentionally not tracking or attacking, challenging. It's very Only difficult women, to defend. But, but, no, men do it too, but men, no. But oh, sorry, disproportionately women, in any of you. Or... Only women use this? Or what about men? Yeah. Oh, we lost Dan. Why is, she, why is she being so challenging? I mean, it's not a, an odd or weird concept. It's actually true. And all of us It's the whole interview. Okay. <laughs> She's triggered. As, as a man, he's not allowed to talk about these things. All girls high school. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't, right. like, 
She sounds like the pundits who come in and start asking questions and pound, 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 because they're just trying to humiliate the, the interviewee. That's the reputation ugly. destruction. It's a very gotcha. Like, what are you saying? It's, it's reasonable, yeah. obvious. He's not making a giant leap, but she's acting like it's a giant leap. That's a innuendo, but it's also a little gossip. It's like, what you're saying isn't what the collective thinks. Even though she, he has the research, so he has to, she's sowing doubt with her innuendo, with her mismatch. Gaslighting? A little gaslighting. Sure. Sorry. Yes, when, yes, disproportionately women, that's what the data indicate. I mean, if but men where are... Where is the if, data on innuendo and if, gossip? Well, it's a... Where is the data? <laughs> this guy is a... This is his profession. And she has the right as an economist. She's not even a... This is not her strength. <laughs> She's an economist, sub-economist, and she's challenging his research. Welcome to our world of mansplaining. <laughs> well, she's being sugary and flowery right there. Like being like, you know, kidding, almost like she's kidding, but she's being attacking. Cognitive dissonance. That's uh, emotional tone of aggression. But the words are all sugary and fluff. Emotional tone of mean. aggression. But the words are all sugary and fluff. Emotional. Let's see how else, what happens next. Among antisocial behavior among adolescents, it's a well-documented field. So because... So he's sharing some outrage, like, this is my expertise. He's taking it personal, reasonably, but he's getting hooked, right? People look at aggressive and antisocial behavior in women and in men. And in women, it tends to take the expression of innuendo, gossip, and reputation destruction. And in men, it tends to take the form of outright physical aggression. And there's a whole literature on that. It's, it's not a surprise to anyone. This has been known for... What's this posture? Of, is that a doubt posture? Body language? <laughs> so that's nonverbal behavior. That's not matching it. And that's his tactic is going stonewalling. He's repeating the same argument multiple times. So to go back. His voice goes up an octave tactics. or half an octave at the same time. His voice? Yeah, it, the, the, the pitch and the tone of his voice is higher as he becomes more and more defensive. You can hear him yeah. half an octave. He's yeah. responding to her yeah. tone. <laughs> And even though the surface, and she, she gets, she's getting calmer, and he's getting more agitated. Which is her game. That's what she's trying to do. And I'm wondering Brenda. why, because he could answer her in a very intellectual manner with his data. He could say, "You know, it's a good thing. It's I'm glad you asked that disproportionate question. My research shows blah 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 percent, right? Like he, could, like we've all seen that. But for some reason, he's getting triggered too." Mm -hmm. He's hooked, and if he, he's, he's on the hook, and he needs to shut up and not say anything and not answer her questions and get back to the interview. She's got him, and she knows it. Yep, now he's down her rabbit hole, and, and it's going nowhere. Well, he can hold on yeah. to the data. He doesn't yeah. freak out, but he is annoyed.
You guys can notice that, right? But he holds mm -hmm. on to the facts. But then he makes another argument because he's defensive. So he has another argument coming. And in men, it take, tends to take the form of outright physical aggression. There's a whole literature on that. It's, it's not a surprise to anyone. This has been known for, for, for 30 years. I mean... So 30 years, so he ups his evidence. But watch how she attacks the 30 years. <laughs> the rates of antisocial... I think the idea of the female gossip probably predates 30 well, years. Well, it does. <laughs> what kind of answers? <laughs> oh, the idea. He's saying the research is 30 years. So she's distorting what he said. And then saying, you're stupid to just say it's just 30 years. But then she softens with something else. But it does, by a long it does. time, but that doesn't, it is, no, doesn't but, make it gospel, but really, people does it? Have, it doesn't make it gospel, really, does it? <laughs> so she made an argument that it's longer than 30 years. Then she made a counter-argument saying, well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what, not, what I heard was that her offense is the idea that women are irrational, right? And so what she's saying is the idea that women are gossipy is longer than 30 years. Okay. And the fact that it is even longer than 30 years doesn't make it gospel. She's still supporting her, her claim, right? That he is saying something that's like stereotyping women that's incorrect. So her argument is since he's stereotype, stereotyping women, it's automatically wrong. Yeah. Well, he's having he's having an intellectual discussion about an emotional issue, and she's having an emotional discussion about an intellectual issue, and yeah. this is why he's where he's at. I've seen Richard Dawkins do exactly the same thing with religion, going toe to toe with a um, with the Archbishop of Sydney, and the Archbishop just sat there as cool as a cucumber, and Dawkins just unraveled. And it's the same thing. It's pure emotion. She's got her stance. It says women not budging. You can't not budging on the stance, but he does escalate. No, it doesn't. But look, women have to express aggression somehow, unless you're willing to say that they're not aggressive. That's his counter. Women have to express aggression. Now she's thinking. <laughs> Is she going to try to concede that? Oh, what women. Brad Said, don't have to share aggression, Juliana. What Bradford said, I just want to clip it and just, you know, <laughs> keep that in mind. He was, <laughs> I don't know, I can't repeat it. That's why I need to clip it and repeat it and let it sink in. But it was good. It was something about intelligent, emotional versus emotional intelligence. Yeah. So Send the recording. Yeah. Brenda. I was going to. What's what's interesting, though, is so she's having an emotional issue about his, his answers. Yeah, like his his, you know, he's just here giving testimony to, to some data and some research. Right. And what's interesting is I wonder why she, what is she what is she, in her mind? What does she think? She thinks that women emote anger in a very in, in and they don't do it always that way they do it with lollipops and and petunias and um rainbows some sometimes and how dare this man say that we gossip and inflect nervousness destroy reputation yeah innuendos yeah. Or, or perhaps that happened to her and 
by a woman or, or maybe she did that to somebody and she's pissed off that it's true. She's doing it to Jordan right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's using all the tactics. I mean, she's using the tactics right here as we speak. Because what she could be doing is getting over the table and punching its lights out. Well, she's not letting him develop it. She's just kind of doing weird. Oh, one thing. We'll interrupt in any position. Yeah. There's a big difference between it. There's a big difference between the way the Brits and the Australians interview from a media perspective compared with Americans. And okay. this combative approach. This, this approach is very typical of that. We have the same thing down here. And, um, her name is Lee Sales, and she is fantastic. Um, but she plays it differently. And that's, I think, it's a, it's a media style thing too. Yeah, it is. And it's narcissistic because I, I've seen it. I've seen it play out. I had it done to me. It's disgusting. It really feels creepy. So I, I don't blame him for his reaction because it's creepy when it happens to you yeah, it's a way of handling it and she's uh, he's not handling it all well i think is my view but i've seen this style our prime minister can't handle mm-hmm. this so he doesn't go on the he doesn't go on that tv <laughs> show other people well, can. she's on the attack they block it she's on the attack I don't, you, yeah, I think you guys think she's more defensive than she is attacking and mm. then getting emotional about it yes yeah, she has like she feels 20 attacked. pages but she's ready, yeah. Research. She's taking a position. She's and she's holding it, and he's off balance. Mm-hmm. This is any. It's not, uh, it's not about right or wrong. It's, she's just very, very good. This is any legal deposition you'll ever have to take, especially if you go up against a narcissist. I did three <laughs> of them, and I got so angry that I actually tore off my microphone and said, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" In the middle of my, <laughs> it didn't do me any good during the trial, right? It didn't do me any felt good. <laughs> but the, the purpose was to get me to do that. Yeah. And I mean, this is like, I'm sure, I'm, I, Debbie, I'm sure you have much more to say about this, but this is a tactic that the I, I think gaslighted. I think there's value in um, being able to discern what type of approach you're going to have if you're being interviewed or, in, or if you're in a conversation. Perhaps there's a time and a place where being on attack and using these tactics to be verbally aggressive with someone are a necessary belt when you're trying to set boundaries or something. Maybe there's a reason why you want to be able to do this, turn it off and turn it on. I need to put this person, I need to respond to this person and these skills are something that I can use. I don't have to sit there and just take someone coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. I can do what she's doing and I can attack back and let them get excited and let myself calm down. Why does it need to be always like bad the way she's coming at well, him? You can use the same energy. It's, it's, I'm arguing a de- to a do de- the opposite. De- Crystal. A, a, then it's a de- 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 debate, not not an, an, an interview. An right. interview mm. is to f- f- find out somebody else's story. Yeah, I agree. She's turning an interview into a debate. There's a backstory to this interview in that um, people don't like a lot of Jordan Peterson's views because he's kind of pushing back against feminism. Yeah. So a lot of his interviews go this way with women. Pretty much, I think, all the ones I've seen. Because he's just really defending men against feminism. There's a playbook. Yeah, to try to... Let him hang himself if she really thinks that he's being, you know, uh, uh, what's the word for 
greater purpose of this message is to illustrate the tactics that she's using, not to counter it. It's just to become aware. Well done. A great okay. illustration, a clear illustration. And we'll get to the I fix like act three. <laughs> right now we're laying out awareness. Okay. I like it. They tend not to do it physically, not to the degree men do, so they use other channels. So this is a tactic where he's labeling the behavior that she's acting out. So that caught her a little off balance. So one counter is you label the cognitive distortion, the bias, straw man, ad hominem, nonverbals. And what other channels are there other than physical aggression if you're going to be aggressive? Well, you go after people verbally. You go after them with innuendo and gossip and reputation destruction. And that's how it, that's how it works. And just to be clear, that you think that's predominantly a female modus operandi? <laughs> it isn't that I think that. Well, it's that the you. clinical literature indicates that. Oh, this is really cool. I don't know how she came up with this argument. It isn't that I think it. I'm not interviewing the clinical literature. I'm interviewing you. What do you well, think? Well, I'm a psychologist. What the hell does that mean? I'm not interviewing the literature. I'm interviewing you. What do you think? What did she think she was going to do? Come on here and be like, well, the data says this, but you know what? Fuck that. Like, I'm a Fuck person. the data. This is my opinion. Yeah. Is this what? Yeah. You can do it. Like, come on. He could have just stopped the interview and just said, okay, you just want me to say my opinion, say fuck data. What ex so she could, ch he could challenge her question. That could be another way. Because the framing of the question, is unfair. I think he did that with right. Kathy Newman, sort of. Because the question wasn't fair. If he just answers, he's uh, caving into the assumptions in the question. Well, just in a scientist, and I tend to, and I tend to base my opinions on what I've. That's him responding to reputation destruction. See, even though he labeled reputation destruction. He's feeling his reputation is being challenged. So he's saying, I'm a scientist. I have years of experience. Here's all my degrees. So he's responding to the tone, not the words. Emotional tone of aggression, but the words he's responding to the emotional tone. Emotional tone of aggression, but the words. The shame. He's responding to her shame. Even Peterson. He's laying out the playbook, but he's still responding to reputation destruction. So that happens, right? Like we've all had those conversations, or at least I know I have, where you find yourself defending yourself or 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 a something, and you'll pull out like like that, like a I don't know. It could be your degree, it could be your 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 years of experience, or or someone else's your whatever. Like oh. I, that can't be, you know, he's got a PhD in molecular microbiology or wh whatever. And yeah. when you say it, you immediately feel like, okay, just you immediately feel like you're the pawn in the chess game that just got knocked over because there's no, you are, stop, right? You absolutely are. So if you're defensive, you know, that you're trying to get their acceptance. You so know that you're chasing.
Right. Yeah. So what is it, what's going on in our minds where we feel like, like watching this, it's a very simple tennis match, right? And I bet all of us would be like, man, if I was there, this is how I, like, how I would have answered it. <laughs> if you're in the middle of these, you aren't watching the tennis match and, and this escalates like this. What's going on in our, what is that called where we careen into defensive mode and then decide to pull up like our CV from before to show our level of, Cognitive dissonance essentially means the bad feeling you get when your map of reality doesn't match the reality that you're faced with. You can't live. He's confident that he knows his material. She's reflecting back a dissonant view where he doesn't know his material. So he's responding to those mismatch. And she's shaming him. The reputation destruction, it feels bad. It does, but it, it, it's uh, not only do, do we, I've seen it and sometimes like in my employees, they'll say, they'll get really defensive and they'll, they'll turn on something really quick. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not, I'm not asking you about, you know, like I, it's an emotional switch for some reason, right? So I get the, that it's dissonance. I get that, but like, Okay. Why don't we have a tool to to avoid that? Or that's coming. I'm still oh, trying to lay God. out hey, Act Crystal. One. <laughs> Everyone wants to jump to the fixes yet. You have to spot it first. You have to get a feel for how it works. He he hasn't figured out the counter yet. So, but he laid out the map. So that's good. That's pretty good. Let's finish this off. Maybe read in the broad relevant clinical literature i'm not making this stuff up look at it this way all right women are much more likely to try to commit suicide and men are much more likely to kill themselves and the reason for that is that men use lethal her eyes sort of zoned in <laughs> force and women don't that's the opening now she's feeling stuff because he brought up suicide and how is she going to shit up, shit on that point? <laughs> Don't. Now that's a big difference. Okay, so then you say, well, women manifest aggression towards themselves and to others, but they don't use lethal force. They don't use physical force the same way men do. So they have to do it some other way. Why do well, they? <laughs> so she resorts to straw man. She argues a different point. Then she's happy because he took the bait. So what's a straw man? She distorts his position, attacks him on the distortion. He, if he defends the distortion, she's, she won. Because the goal is to change topics. Have the other to ways. do something some other way. That, you're right, because you can people take are aggressive. War against, you know, so you're basically a Hobbesian. Life. So she's saying that he's arguing Hobbesian here, which is an exaggeration. That's not what he's really arguing but it makes her look intelligent. And now the topic is off suicide, <laughs> killing yourself versus using medication or aggressively killing yourself or indirectly. No, I'm all half all and half, all. half and half, half Hobbes, half Rousseau. That's why I'm not an ideologue because I don't. He thought he'd defend himself. She's happy. Think that people are good or evil. I think they're both.
And then she switches to another question. I think they're friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jordan Peterson needs some serious media training. I think they went on a date after this. Just curious. <laughs> yeah, let's get coffee. Yeah. You got beat up from all that. But Act One was supposed to talk about don't hate the player, hate the game, and then move on to free play. Play the game. Get better at playing. So one, you can level up to not hate the narcissist, the player. They're playing this playbook. But if you hate the playbook, your nervous system will still respond to the playbook. It's still going to care about reputation, destruction, gossip, innuendo, verbal attacks. You can hate it but they're still going to use this. So we've got to learn how to uh, be an active player or use the playbook against them. That was Tony's suggestion. Or can we use a different playbook? That'd be act two and three, if there's time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Running out of time. Transition. I made this clip. This was supposed to open. Because y'all always like to give Lucius all the credit, I guess, because he's the man, but I pimp this bitch. All of it. Because the pimp don't be a pimp. A player gonna play the game. A pimp gonna be a pimp. Don't hate the player, hate the game. So this is a common saying on the street, or where is this a common saying? Any reactions to the saying, don't hate the player, hate the game? Why is life always a game? I think, it, I think that if, um, I'm sorry, a narcissist or someone shows up and you recognize the tools or defense mechanisms or whatever you call that they're using to come at you and it's causing you discomfort, um, settle in and um, play the game. And you don't have to react to it. You can respond. You can decide when someone's coming at you in this type of way, how you're going to respond, how you're going to settle yourself down and respond in a way that honors you. You don't have to play the game the way they presented. You can play the game however you want to. You don't have to become agitated. You don't have to um, become defensive. You don't have to uh, accept when they change the question and redirect it. You don't have to do all that. You can be aware of what's going on and learn how to respond, how you okay. want to respond. So what's the roadmap, Tony? Awareness. Give us the five steps. Oh, I don't have any idea. Maybe I'm too new. <laughs> I didn't know they were said. <laughs> Just awareness. I don't even know what they suddenly, are. <laughs> you can counter. Yes, that yes, job one, and uh, yeah. 
Okay, here's I don't know the George Costanza Costanza steps. Seinfeld. Okay. Wisdom from Seinfeld. Man, this just got better with Seinfeld. I tell you this, something is happening in my life. I did this opposite thing last night. Up was down, black was white, good was bad, day was night. Yes! So you just did the opposite of everything. Yes! And listen to this, listen to this. Our uncle works listen, for the Yankees happened? and is going to get me a job interview. A front office kind of thing. Assistant to the traveling secretary. A job with the New York Yankees. This has been the dream of my life ever since I was a child. And it's all happening because I'm completely ignoring every urge towards common sense and good judgment I've ever had. Every this urge. This is no longer just some crazy notion, Elaine, Jerry. This is my religion. Well, I guess your messiah would be the Antichrist. Actually, a really great episode. He then tells George Steinbrenner that why did you fuck up this team for years? It was really funny. Anyway, <clears throat> watch that on your own. But this is a aftertake. I know people that have done it. I mean, it became a philosophy um, uh, for real people in real life who prospered. They and they literally said, "My instincts are absolutely wrong. Everything I do is wrong. So I'm going to do the opposite of what I think I should do." and see what happens and I know a handful of guys that tried that for a considerable period of time and really prospered from it and I thought all right so that's a teaser about uh, doing the opposite and one pointer is slow as the new fast have people heard that term and then to make it okay. tactical you have to learn how to wait. You have to have patience to wait for opportunities. And when you have the opportunity, then you seek and kill. Or you take the opportunity when it comes, when they're sloppy, when they mess up, when they're trapped in public. You have to wait for the right time to get, get back. How's that fall? People can actualize that. I okay, this is more of Brenda. Go. I was going to say, I feel like with regards to a lot of this, um, I think we're, where we get into trouble is immediate reaction. Like just not taking a moment, stopping, and then thinking about what to say. It's just just reacting without and speaking, kind of without any any pause. And also that want for like, let's say you're not in direct conversation, but you still are 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 having an issue, and you want to go in and and deal with it right then. But maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it would be better to wait. Maybe that person needs some time to cool off, or maybe. You know, it's an odd time, but for whatever reason that that in you will drive and be like, no, I want now. Like, I have to fix this. It's I don't understand. So I need to know this. So you'll call or you'll text or you'll drive to their house or whatever it's going to be. And well, that's um, your problem with uncertainty, right? with mm. timing. You don't have patience. You want to get the answer now. 
and just basically responding and reacting. Get used to waiting or distracting yourself instead of trying to take your urgency and try to force the other person to meet your urgency. That's your need. But once you want them to meet your need with no leverage and you're chasing, you lost. Uh, I feel like by allowing that, whatever that is in that moment, you usually end up out of your, like you, you then are back to reality in a better way when you are going to handle it and everyone seems to do better. But in the moment, that's a really tall, that's a big matzo ball. What's the trap? So here's the trap. You bracket what people do. 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 So that's a hook to confuse you and I can fill it in. But part of what they do is they trap you by their cognitive distance. They bracket you with a win-lose situation. They frame things which creates urgency and doubt in your head. So when you're reacting, you know viscerally that you're chasing. You know you've fallen for a trap, but you didn't question the framing so this is how sort of how it works controlling choices uh, meaning most people make the assumption that they have free will when the choices that are laid out before them are a or b do you want to try this or this but actually so that's the free will so tony when you mentioned awareness that's huge but most people assume you have free will when the choices that are laid out before them are A or B. Do you want to try this or this? But actually you have options C or D, they're just not on the menu in front of you. So those techniques can be very effective in guiding choices when you bracket what people do. Guiding choices when you bracket what people do. Guiding choices when you bracket what people do. So how do they do this? They use cognitive dissonance, give you A and D. They make the choice that they want uh, distorted, really sugary, utopia-like. And they make the B choice of you being the worst person in the world, character assassination. So then you feel you have to either attack the B choice, which is highly judgmental on you, or you cave for the A choice, but you feel resentment as you've caved 10 times already <laughs> from these constant AB cognitive dissonance mental traps because they've bracketed you. You bracket what people do. You bracket what people do. You bracket what people do. You bra they've trapped you because if you're reactive, you're chasing for their approval. You want them to change. You want the other 12-step people to not be narcissists. So now you're trying to chase them. And they just have to reject it or not. So then you're, you need to bracket the other 12-step people. Put them in a cognitive dissonance. Or find an opening. Wait. Set a trap. Wait. 
until they're exposed, and then shame them. Second part of this, 11 seconds. As soon as you become so invested or locked into an idea that you find seductive, then that means that you've lost control and now the other person is steering the boat, is steering the boat, is steering the boat. When is the other person steering the boat? Does anyone remember? Crystal does, but she's muted. The interviewer? With steering the boat? Yes, but what's the... What causes the steering the boat? What's the uh, precursor? Well, she, she did make him put him on a defense, right? You lock on That's... to the idea that you find seductive. Once Peterson locked on to his reputation to something, once he's trapped on wanting to have a certain image, presentation, a stance, he's hooked. Or Adria remembered. Locked into an idea that you find seductive. Locked into an idea you find seductive. What's Holly's idea she found seductive with the 12-step group? Does anyone remember? I pointed it out. Everyone should get along. Everyone should be working towards 12 steps. That's her idea she's locked into. The people that aren't doing that, she gets annoyed by. She's hooked. She's chasing. That's the trap. It's this simple. This is what magicians use. This is what con men use. This is what narcissists use. Locked into an idea that you find seductive, then that means that you've lost control and now the other person is steering the boat, is steering the boat, is steering the boat. This is what social media uses. This is what I'm using in this meeting to try to get you locked in an idea to steer the boat, to guide your attention. This is the game. But it's the game. You can play the same thing. You can guide their attention, get them locked into a position, and then you're steering the boat. How like slow it. is the new fast? So you need some opposition research. That's the slow part. <laughs> I mean, can't you also just not go with them? Right, he meaning it's worked for me. I didn't have it as a tactic, I've just done it in the past where I'm not going with you. Right, when you change the subject, I'm going back to the subject I was talking about. I'm just not coming. That's good. So, you don't follow the sandbox, you don't follow the straw man, or you return back to where you want to go. That works. That's not getting even. I think Tony wants that. She wants more, not just following. She wants power. <laughs> power, see? Okay. 
So how about this? Um, now, martial arts isn't about being apeshit crazy. It's about controlling those impulses of apeshit crazy precisely. You're poisoning your own well by going to support groups and listening to fragile narcissists that are saying run away is the only option. It is an option, but it's not the only option. And if you hang out, because if you're running away, you're letting them lead the ship. If things get hot, you run away. Then they know your button. Also, they can trap you. Because once you're hooked and you want to get even, you can't run away. You run away, they're still playing in your head. How dare them say that, blah, blah, blah. So just because you physically run away, but you're still in your head, that's a stupid... It's a short-term response. It's not playing the game. How do you play the game? If other wimps who don't know how to fight, they're going to constantly tell you, run away, be scared. Have no spine. They're not going to tell you I need this. to be uninterfered with. I need... Don't let them fucking get away with it. You need some defiance, man. You need some defiance. fucking spine. You should fight. With. I need my freedom. I need to hold my individual space. Unless you can think the way that an evil person thinks, then you're defenseless against them. Because they'll go places you can't imagine and then they win. So that's the key of owning your anger and learning their patterns. You have to know what they're trying to get out of, out of you so then you can predict their behavior. Mm. So then you can see what's coming. So you have to own your dark side, own your anger, own your pettiness. So then you can understand their side, their narcissism. So Granin says, uh, be a narcissist to feel codependence, to heal codependence. Uh, I'm not on that camp, but I would say integrate your narcissistic tendencies. And then go higher. Don't be a narcissist. Be an adult. Be a cultured adult. Grow up. That's my angle. With new relationships, uh, you can also apply this, but you need more research. You have to get more losses to learn their attack strategies, learn their... So sometimes I do, I'll take a loss to learn somebody. I do this all the time in this group, and even with Iman, I was poking some and found his doubt hole, or doubt hook, and I took a loss. <laughs> and poked a little, because that's me getting research on his buttons. I do this with everybody, but I'm weird. Strengths learn their weaknesses. It almost sounds like a game of pool, where the pool hustler lets uh, his opponent uh, win <laughs> on purpose. A little bit of a hustling, but let's frame it this way. This is his power, very strong here. So I don't move here, only move here. So again, this type is that my engagement is to measure you, not to fight you. So even if I fail. So you want to measure your opponent. So that's part of slow is a new fast. Slow is a new fast. Wait and seek, but also 
Learn your opponent. Learn their patterns. A narcissist is only going to have like three plays, maybe two plays. Yeah. They're pretty stupid. I mean, they just repeat the same thing. They're very limited. <laughs> yeah. So take a couple of losses to see what your hooks are with their plays. And they're only going to have a handful. But then you don't attack their strength. You attack their weakness. That's what he's demonstrating here. I'll measure you again. If I can't feel, I'll try again. But I never have in Where's my mind strength? I want to fight you. I'm still trying to measure where you are strong. Okay. I think he's he very strong? strong here. So I won't push there. I can push around it. Can you see? See? So he finds his strength. Doesn't push the strength. He pushes the weak point. Our natural inkling is to fight strength to strength. But if you fight strength to strength, they know where you are. They're used to that. They're prepared for that. They're trying to poke you to get you to defend. And they know how to be better mudslingers. <laughs> they fight dirtier. So strength to strength is not your advantage. 620. Another thing I was thinking about the other day, it might come from what this guy was talking about in terms of like how women fight each other. Um, but there's a feeling and I, and I get it a lot or I, I get it, I've gotten it where you know who the weakest person is and like, you know that you could bully them. Like I, I it's a feeling, it's even like a powerful feeling. And then of course you're like, well, I'm not gonna bully the person. You know what I mean? The next thing is, well, I'm not gonna do that. But you know that the narcissist is saying, well, of course I am gonna do that. And yeah. then you also study what is it like what is that thing that this person is giving off that makes them pray uh-huh like is that you another way that. i was thinking about this lady who was on this call and i was like what no, is that's this? what i sensed from thursday several members are giving off praise signals <laughs> it's like it's almost like a that i spotted i'm not even looking to be a predator but a lot of members in the groups if you're diving into dating, you guys are open season for. Yeah, I think I look days. like dating, definitely. But wait, <laughs> what do you, that's why I don't do it. But wait, so then your, your goal is to do the opposite of what the prey is doing or like, you know what I mean? Like what, when you go that way, are you trying to study what you don't want to be or? Well, that's act three. Act two is trying to learn your predator. Learn your opponent. Act three is camouflage. <laughs> you guys want the answer fast, which I appreciate. Slow is the new fast. <laughs> Let it digest. Where is he weak? Don't fight his strength. Now you understand? So use a very, very steady method. Don't use this method. Yeah. Can you see that? Back so and forth. That's part of their goal is to exhaust you with all these worthless fights. Because you chase them into the sandbox. They go to the sandbox. You chase them into the sandbox. They go to the sandbox. The whole goal is to tire you out. Attrition.
that's not where they're hooked. They just want your reaction to, to track you. If you follow them into multiple places, they feel more confident. They know your buttons. They know how to bracket you. They know how to create cognitive dissonance in you to pull your strings. So they're learning you by trying to trigger you in these little things to see where you get reactive. But you can learn them too. It's a, The game is the game. No one controls the game. So if you slow down, learn their patterns, you can game them too, or at least counter their attempts to game you. Investing in loss. I have to resist and let him beat me to feel what? exactly you see that. Yeah. Many people call it relaxing. In reality, it's called concentrated and also called focused. So, so this focus, is not focused. Focus, concentration, touch, you see. calm. Mm -hmm. Not focused. But I think you're seeing integrated. So if you're focused physically, that's movement. But if you have congruence, the opposite of dissonance. If you're congruent, if you're holistic, if your body, mind, and heart are all in alignment, what you say has more power, has more strength. You don't need to back it up with five diplomas and touting your credentials because you feel congruent. You have a solid argument. You know where you are. Look, it's Kurt. I only watch what they do. I don't appreciate what they say. I only watch what they do. I don't appreciate what they say. I only watch what they do. I don't appreciate what they say. We all worship Kurt. He has all the wisdom. See, Adria is even bowing down. <laughs> and there is Kurt's button. He doesn't like too much spotlight. So that's another research, opposition research I do for some reason. <laughs> Okay, act three, less is more. How's that fall? No, more is more. <laughs> so let's see. Um, Where's Farhad? He knows that. <laughs> we scared him off. He hasn't come and several weeks. So generally, if you're talking too much and you're chasing and you're oversharing, uh, you're making yourself exposed and vulnerable. It's not a good look. <laughs> so less is more. Disclosure. Uh, how do I teach disclosure? Uh, zebras. So we'll see if zebras get as much hate as bison. But zebras are... Be like a zebra. Just entertain the idea Those before destroying zebras. zebras. How is that supposed to mean? <laughs> zebras can't hide. They're ostentatiously large. They have this huge neck that extends everywhere. They have to move. Yes. So, like what? How do they 
if they if, if, if bugs, that cover my eyes, you you can't see lions. me. Camouflage. How do they hide? They don't hide. Camouflage. They do. They stay in group, and says. when one gets separated, that's the one that gets killed. Zebras. They hide, like, They're kind my... of the David Bowies of the mammalian world. Isn't David Bowie a mammal? There's no question that the stripes are stylish, <gasps> but why What's do zebras have them? Video? Well, a lot of theories have to do with camouflage, and this may seem counterintuitive given the distinct lack of zebra print environments in nature, but really, camouflage can work in a lot of different ways. Like, sometimes it's about the pattern, not the coloration. Okay. It's the pattern, not the coloration. Play. Don't play. Because to a colorblind lion, these stripes blend in nicely with tall grasses. Zebra camouflage may also work through optical illusions. As highly social animals, zebras live in herds, and when they're together, all those stripes can make it hard for a creeping predator to single out any Don't one stop. of them. A herd of striped equines may look like just a big... <sighs> okay, so lions are colorblind, so it could look like grass. But they blend in to other zebras blob of crazy. New computer simulations of zebras in motion even suggest that specific and spectacularly disorienting illusions are at work. Have you ever noticed how when a spinning wheel reaches a certain speed, the so-called wagon wheel effect kicks in and it starts looking like it's actually turning backwards? Or how even though that iconic barbershop pole rotates horizontally, it looks like those stripes are moving up and down? Well, a herd of moving zebras. Why is my video crap? Okay, so the lines create an optical illusion. And they blend in to other zebras. So Bart, part of being a predator, part of a predator mindset, is they need to track the prey. They need to know where you're going. They need to know your patterns so they can get there and bite your neck off to destroy you, to impose their will. But if they can't track you due to stripes and optical illusion, then they have to do more work. They can't get to your neck or they find another prey. Will this work better now? It starts looking like it's actually turning backwards. Or how even though that iconic barbershop pole rotates horizontally, it looks like those stripes are moving up and down. Well, a herd of moving zebra can induce both those types of optical illusions, helping to further confuse predators. It also seems that striping may help ward off bugs. Oh, wards off bugs, too. So, what's the link? So, if the narcissist gives you a judgment, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, why did you do this wrong? And you respond by defending yourself, by saying, I matter. Look at me. I'm important. What are you doing to a predator when you're saying, look at me. I'm important. See me. I'm right here. Here's my neck. Here's my vulnerable spot. Here's my boundaries of all the things that you hurt me that I want you to stop doing. What are you doing to a predator? Tony, laughing. <laughs> you're giving them information. You're letting them know where to go. You're letting them know where to go. And you're uh, letting them know where it hurts. <laughs> you're letting them know exactly where your hurt spots are and where you are. Yeah. 
my I always say their uh, narcissist is um, creating a deck of cards. They don't care how you react. It's just that if you react, they put that in their deck of cards for you. And at will, they'll pull that card out and play you. <laughs> but you gave them all the information because you didn't know. They're tracking your reaction. No reaction. Confusing reaction. Distorted reaction. They can't track. But big reaction. Startle. And then a plea to be seen. I matter. Why aren't you calling me? Where are you now? Blah, blah. What's your position? Like, all of that is painting a giant red spot on you to say, come and attack. Because it'll make your mind turn. It'll make your head spin. But with the narcissist, we sit there like in our heads like, yes, how powerful am I? It'll make your mind turn. It'll make your head spin. But with the narcissist, we sit there like in our heads like, yes, how powerful am I? It'll make your They're just throwing different loves at anything that triggers something. Then they start spinning up more to get a reaction to track you. Because until they learn you, you're a zebra in a flock of other zebras. They can't track you. Especially if you overshare and say, I need to be seen. I need to be love bombed. Why aren't you love bombing like last week, why aren't you fixing all this stuff? Every time you defend, every time you oversell yourself, you're painting a target for them. Welcome, Carlos. So, so, so we can just become an, an anorexic and act like an ostrich instead. Put your head in the sand. Yep. Can't see me. <laughs> well, you want to blend in too. If your head's in the sand, rest of your body isn't in the sand. You got to be one of the animals that hide in the ground, not head in the sand. Let's see how do we illustrate this. So you can sow doubt back to them. That wasn't in Jordan Peterson list of attack strategies, but that's basically what the interviewer is doing. Are you sure what you're reading and recalling of 15 years of research that you fully versed in? Are you sure you remember remembering that right? She was planting doubt to disarm him, to confuse him. So you can sow doubt to the narcissist. Would that be hard or easy? How gullible and confused are narcissists? I think the problem with this is that when when we get strong enough to um to to be more quiet or to pull back or whatever you're trying to do right um if they then present themselves we're like oh, we want like there it is and then they they overcorrect 
and we get the snow globe. Oh, this is, everything's beautiful. And then they'll pull back again or something like that. So it's difficult because it's almost like it has to be an ongoing thing. And I think that we sometimes can careen back and forth with it. It's difficult because it's ongoing or you careen yeah. back and forth. You almost have to do it all the time. You can't, it's like, it's not a means to an end or, or a cure. It's, yeah. What do you have to do all the time? That's difficult. Are you, are you saying, Brenda, it's like, it's like being a, being conditioned to be the abused in an abusive relationship where we constantly get hooked by the same thing over and over and over where we, where they change, they quote unquote change. And we're like, Oh, they're better. I feel like it's more like if you're in a situation where someone is making you feel a narcissist or not, where you have to pull back your energy in order to get them to be for you to be seen in a way where they'll right there hunt and find you. Right. Is your hook. What's Brenda's hook? In order to, she wants something. She wants something from what you want to be seen. What did she want? <clears throat> she wants to be seen. Right. Now, what she does, she wants to be seen by a what? A narcissist. Narc. Are narcissists able to see? No, not ever. Ever. I wanted narcissists. Ever. No, they don't see you. They don't see you ever. I just, I, I meant. Well, you know what? Whatever. Let. Anyway, I think it's the ongoing process with it is what I meant that is difficult because once you once you once you change that dynamic in any way after changing it, then its effect won't be as uh, well, I want to say effective, but I just said it won't it won't work. I don't think it won't you know, if you're whatever. If you can get seen by it multiple, trigger them as much. If you like, it, oh, I, so I'm just not going to tell them where I'm going tonight. I remember doing that thing like tonight. Forget it. Like he doesn't get to know, right? Okay. And I remember not doing it and having like a, a the freak out, like whoa, you know, like calling all these people. Where where is he? And the next time when I when I didn't, like it wasn't like he did that again, right? Okay. He like. You can't combat irrationality with rational approach. That's the there problem. There is no sincere communication with the insincere. Yeah. <laughs> but he was chasing the first time you didn't tell him where you where you were going. He's chasing you. Second time he chased you less. What's the problem? I'm talking about like like with my with my like the, my terrible horrible boyfriend, right? If I like was trying to purposely like. I'm just, I'm not going to tell him where I'm at. Like, I'm going to okay. get away from this. He would like, you know, go through all these tactics to try to figure out where I was. And then the next time I did it, it wasn't like it had it, like that, that he was already wounded there. So he assumed I was going to do that. So it was almost like he then did something else. So like finding the, the wounding point is, is good. But I think my point was like, it's good for one time. Well, no, it's a game. He moves, you moves. So you have to track a pattern. So exhausting. It's like they're tracking you. 
by triangulating yeah. three points. You want to track them. You have to track them. It's not one wound. Well, it's only that he, he was in the chase. That's all. So if you're in communication with a narcissist, it's either he's chasing you or you're chasing him. It's one or the other. So if, he's, if you're not chasing That's him, how they then teach he's dating. after you. This is past. Well, yeah, I'm not talking present. But yeah, dating is very similar because they say that. Yeah. You know, but that person Can you who withholds yeah. is being chased. They're in power. It's almost like reducing. Re one thing I, I'm starting to actually feel and I've been working on is reducing your need to share everything. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, if you're headed to somebody's house, I told you I'm coming. I got there when I got there. I don't have to write you in. Oh, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Okay, I'm at the light. Okay, I'm I got there when I got there. <laughs> Right. That, that's like an example. Or if somebody asks. Yes. I just Why don't like, people tell like, me their agendas on Thursday? Yeah. Only Allison did that. Right. The other thing I is that you have to answer everything. I didn't know that either until like last year. You know, if somebody asks you a question, I don't have to answer you. Less and is more. Yeah. So <laughs> serious. Exactly. I have a strategy I where I usually feel uncomfortable with a question. I don't like questions, so I answer questions with questions. <laughs> <laughs> that, that usually works because I'm not really sure what the point of the question is. So um, I usually say, um, like, for example, uh, what are you doing tonight? Like, what do you hope to learn from that? You know, I, I just play That's it exactly. back to them. You know? Yeah. Why, why do you want to know? Yeah. I'm not telling right. them anything about them, me, but I'm getting them to question what their motives are. Adria. <laughs> Good point. Um, because my narc that I married, the first date, he said, well, where do you live? We lived in Lima at the time. And I answered, why do you want to know where I live? And he got turned off by that. He said that his intention was only to come and maybe like for courtesy. He was not interested in me at all. So you could actually avoid a narc. If I had just gone with that, right? If I had kept up that <laughs> attitude, I would have avoided the whole thing. Now we know. <laughs> yeah, when he asked you the question, he broke a boundary. It's up to you to tell him where you live when you're ready. I appreciate when they ask inappropriate questions that other, I guess, normal people don't ask because they are um, fishing for your boundaries. And when you just answer and don't maintain your boundaries, um, they're, they're tracking a pattern. They know that they can constantly um, offend your boundaries. They don't have to pay attention to your boundaries because you don't hold them to them. You don't have to say, I'm not going to let you offend my boundary. You could just uh, not respond. And um, it, it's like a, when they ask you questions, like, when are you coming when they don't need the answer to that? That's a, that's a good boundary to, to answer something like, um, I'll be there, you know, when I finish now this somebody... the other and never get the answer. Who constantly you don't have to answer the questions the way they ask. Asks you Who's questions that? like that. Like, when are you coming? Where are you? What's the yeah. emotional hook? What's their unmet need? 
Right. It's for control. <laughs> You're not going to get it. That's my. What's control? But I'm what's the unmet emotional need? In 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 insecurity. Yes, for them. Insecurity. Abandonment. It's a sign of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Control. They don't have control. It's a sign of need for certainty. They need to know where you are. It could be for abandonment. You'd have to track. Oh yeah, it's the mother thing. They the need tone. to know where mommy is, or daddy is. It's they are, they also don't have any boundaries of their own. They don't know where they end and you begin. So they're looking. Well, the lack of the boundaries is insecurity of containment or difficulty being alone. Yeah, no sense mm-hmm. of self to hold them. So that's unmet need of theirs that you could bracket and counter. Yes, you could give them. them. It, I do. I'm good with that one. That that's an easy, easy hook for a narcissist who's Scared of being alone, scared of losing you, paranoid about someone else coming in. Use it against them. Just don't return one text message or one phone call. So you you don't return, and then you flood. You do buff. So don't do the middle. <laughs> Don't be boring. Be crazy. So do like desert, no responses, and then do flood responses and just alternate randomly. Flip a coin. Like today I'm going to be full flooding and tomorrow I, I'll be disappearing. I believe that's what they do. I, I yeah. Now that you put it in those terms, <laughs> I believe that's what they do. <laughs> that's a tactic from their playbook. Works on you. Shouldn't it work on them? <laughs> Well, it's interesting if they try it on you and then you ignore it and then you get a meltdown on the other. I had someone do this to me and uh, I, 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 I turned the tables on him. It's very straightforward. I just didn't respond. And then I got this explosion and I'm breaking up with you. You're the worst person in the world. Went, See ya. Not what yeah, okay. was expected at all. See? So you already know how to do this stuff because instinctively we know the game. We're just hating the game or hating the player. But the more you hate the game, judge a game, judge a person, you're not paying attention to the game, to the environment. They're stealing your pieces. They're messing with your territory because you're hating the game. You're hating the player. Play the game. Takeaways. Summary. How do we end this? Can we summarize it with our, our, our like, how many apps do we have? Three or four? Apps? Our acts. Three acts. Like, Act one was awareness. Act two was do the opposite. I'm sorry. I like some reason list. Act one, move from hate the game oh, to play the game freely, playfully, or 
playful disruption. Instead of numbing yourself, you have to play the game. Yeah, I agree. You, you have, have to, to be in it. Yeah. Be in the game. But master it. Have fun with it. It's a game. You're an adult now. If they don't see you, you can still buy food. You're not going to die if they don't see you. As a baby, yes, if you don't get seen, it feels like you fall apart. But you're a fucking adult now. You have money. The boss. The boss. <laughs> Act two. Slow is the new fast. Patience. Observation. Waiting for opportunities. Track their, your target. Act three, disclosure. Less is more. So doubt back. Be mysterious. Blend in. Stop telling everybody all your biggest weaknesses. Stop seeking external validation from one source. Seek it from multiple sources. Diversify your validation. Or just drink alcohol and cocaine. <laughs> what? Where's that clip? <laughs> what? That's the only way to heal. That's a Dr. Richard. That's a Dr. Richard Grannon prescription, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh. Can't find it. <laughs> you can level up. So this is a teaser for a future meeting. Or maybe never. I can't teach this to codependents because they get triggered if my video comes back. Is there a combo drink? Alco cocaine? Coca-Cola used to have cocaine. That's where the name came from. <laughs> that was when it was good. You don't know. <laughs> oh, that's history. <laughs> No, it's true. It's true, but you didn't taste it. <laughs> oh, I didn't. You didn't taste personally, it. no. Yes, that is yeah. true. Yeah, I love this whole pointing out extremes. It makes me feel like so much more clear-headed. We're just keying in on naming entertainment, loading practices, using your attention to gently touch different energies, adjust a system, and then... Magic happens. Yeah, I want to. So I'm clarifying with you. So when I go do it on my own, I need to really verify what it means to be gentle. Well, you um, learn to be gentle by being rough. Yeah. <laughs> Playful. Mm. Rough to gentle. Oh, like the the variety. Yeah, gentle is the right fit. Too rough, too soft. Gentle is in the middle. That's so funny. I love this whole pointing out extremes. It makes me feel like so much more clear headed.
think my normal way of going about it is like holding on to an idea. I contemplate the idea and then I try to do it versus like literally visually seeing that idea in a more holistic space in a larger ecosystem on a spectrum in a larger context of things. You've expanded how that happened. Just that you Mystery. pointed it out. I was like, oh, these are all extremes that exist on a spectrum. And I, I wouldn't even say spectrum. That's like still one dimension. They exist in a, in a whole space, a whole ecosystem. I'm just saying you're really good. I've had more therapy than you can count like four or five years. And I feel like I've done more in this session. The middle ground is missing. The ability to exist in this world and be malleable and be paired playful when it's safe and then kind of be cautious when it's not safe. Playful. The ability to do both, Play. I guess. If you have the capacity to Flexibility. be extreme here and extreme here, then the middle ground should be humongous. That is hard to find because your focus is narrow. The middle ground is too big. That makes me feel very safe. It makes me feel like there's a lot of opportunities. The middle ground is so big. Yeah. You're trying to project your extreme narrow focus towards the middle ground, assuming that it's the same size as the extremes. Mm. Yeah, I am kind of. Your extremes are very far apart. You sort of intuitively know this. That means the middle ground is much bigger than either extreme. Yeah, the middle ground isn't isn't one tunnel path to walk. A whole forest to run in. Whole field. It's space and the awareness of space. This is the basic message. So part of this message was that when you project when you're fixated on a destination, unmet need, a desire, you're reactive. Your attention gets so focused that you don't see anything. You only see what you're missing or what you want when there's so many choices. That was uh, his point. You bracket what people do. You bracket what people do. You bracket. So when you have cognitive dissonance, you turn everything black and white. A and B. You don't see C, D, E, F. You don't see the middle ground. It becomes invisible. It's a mental trick that they play on you, that you play on yourself. Life feels trapping. You don't get this. Your life falls apart because your mental focus has been so narrow. You've lost sense with your spiritual self. You've lost sense with infinity. Sort of the, uh, is that step one? Higher power to recognize that it's not just all in your hands. There's a lot more out there. Holly doesn't understand the bracketing. What about it? They give you black and white. Or you bracketed, Holly. You said 12 step. These people, they either need to step up and be loving together. 
or their bad. That's a bracket, your mind put a bracket of good or bad to simplify the problem. We've lost Chayton. When actuality, there's a whole bunch of things that could take place in between other than those two options. Because you're in the game too. You can change pieces. You can change the environment. You have choices in the game. You aren't looking to be a game player. You're letting other people dictate the rules to you. Um, or you're I, use, I use this technique in marketing surveys where you get people who have a vague interest in the product answer a series of questions that are leading and they can either answer a checkbox of where they think they fit and it paints a picture about themselves, it paints them into a corner so you know how to target them. See? That's, that's what I use as bracketing. <laughs> Social media and technology mm. surveys, they trap you giving the illusion of free choice but every choice that you make gives a more narrow Mm -hmm. Trap. And you think it's made for you. You think the survey is made for you, but it's not. It's actually training you to be bracketed in a certain way. That's why I hate slave. surveys. Yeah, I hate surveys. I'm like, the answers and the checkboxes just, <laughs> that's not right. Portable. <laughs> okay. There is no sincere communication with the insincere. There is no sincere communication with the insincere. There is no. I only watch what they do. I don't appreciate what they say. I only watch what they do. I don't appreciate what they say. I only watch what they do. I don't appreciate what they say.